Hey there, everyone. It's Byron, your host for the ISCPO 360 Security Podcast. Well, listen, it's been five months uh, into this coronavirus, and it's uh, we've seen some crazy, unpredictable things happening in retail and in the environment, uh, what's going on out there across the globe. You know, I hope everyone has been safe, and if you've been impacted, uh, our prayers are with you and your family. If your job is imp- impacted, uh, feel free to connect with me or any one of the ISCPO board members, and you can find those on our website. Um, and if I can help in any way, please reach out and let me know. Maybe one of my LinkedIn connections is someone that you would like to chat with, and I'd be more than happy to do an introduction for you on that. So pre- please please let me know. Hey, listen, I'm excited about uh, this this new episode we've got for the podcast today and uh, about my conversation with uh, Tony D'Onofrio. You know, Tony is the CEO of a consultancy firm, TD Insights, and he's been recognized as a global social social media influencer. And the details of the uh, podcast, I've listed uh, Tony's social media links for you to have a look at. Listen, I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast as much as I enjoyed speaking with Tony about his insights uh, concerning the retail environment as what's been impacted by this COVID event, uh, both global growth around supply chain and the expectations on what retail and, and other companies might uh, might be doing and how, how they've responded to the crisis. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and uh, let me know. Thanks. Well, welcome, everyone. I want to introduce Tony and thank him for joining us on the ISCPO 360 Security Podcast. And Tony, I really want to thank you for joining us a couple months ago. It's actually been right around 60 days ago we had the ISCPO 2020 conference in Dallas, and you did a great job presenting there. And a lot of uh, a lot of questions from the members and the attendees, and I really want to appreciate you doing that. Uh, before we get started, though, I'd like you to be able to maybe tell our listeners a little bit, a little about yourself and your career and, and the um, Insights TD. Well, thank you very much, Byron. A pleasure to be with you. And I really appreciate the invite to the conference. I really enjoyed being with that group. Very uh, vivacious. Uh, the presentations that I heard uh, really were, were tremendous. So that's an annual conference that if there's any way I want to keep supporting because I think you guys did an excellent job. So let me tell you a little bit a background on myself. I've uh, spent my entire career in retail, really split between information technologies and loss prevention. I have a passion for those that see me on social media for technology and leadership. My last corporate position was uh, chief customer officer for um, Tyco Retail Solution, which is part of uh, Johnson Controls. I retired about a couple of years ago because I was getting a lot of requests and I retired very early because I was getting a lot of requests from private equity to work on emerging technologies and figure out how to grow them faster. And so I'm doing that, plus I'm doing a lot of writing and researching in terms of where innovation is going next. And, and, and I'm being recognized for some of that, as you know, as a retail influencer. And that's great. I mean, the retire early, maybe you and I need to have a conversation offline about 
uh, retiring early. So uh, yeah, no, I agree <laughs> with you. That's uh, it's been fun. I can tell you, I have not looked back. It's been on a an amazing transition. Every day I'm getting busier, and I'm actually using this COVID nineteen to get a lot more aggressive in testing different things. And I'm doing a lot of these types of podcasts and remote presentations and webinars, and I'm learning a lot. So it's actually been an interesting uh, transition, actually. That's very interesting. I mean, you know, this COVID-19, the coronavirus, it's going to lead uh, conversations down a lot of different roads. And uh, that's, that's great. We're listening to you and maybe getting some education from it. And we can all learn a little bit about that, that event. Talking about that, you know, what general business trends are you seeing from this COVID-19 worldwide? I mean, what, what, what's happening out there? So as everybody has seen it, and, and actually I've been personally impacted because my father lives in uh, southern Italy, uh, south. So he was dramatically impacted by COVID-19 because easily was the hardest hit country uh, before Spain and UK got going. But the world is being severely impacted. Uh, and in fact, the latest data that I saw, uh, the world economy actually shrank 1.3% in the first quarter of 2020, driven a lot by China dropping 6.8%, uh, and they're a key country in the world driving 30% of uh, production. So there's a lot of changes. Different countries are coming out at different times. Uh, from now to early summers, I, I think it will depend where you are in the lockdown cycle. And, then, and you're going to hear a lot of things like contactless and contactless technologies and contactless commerce. It's really we're in a new world. And what's really emerging for me as I study this a lot, uh, as we go through this, if you were strong going in, you're actually gonna come out uh, stronger going out. And I remain optimistic, especially after I saw the latest um, GDP forecast from Forrester this week, which said that North America is gonna drop, for example, three and a half percent this year, but uh, in 2020, but they're gonna dramatically increase 7.2% uh, in 2021. Europe is going to drop three and a half percent, and this year, and up six and a half, six point six percent in 2021. And Asia, which is where all this started, and they were severely impacted, they're only going to drop 0.7 percent this year and be up 8.7 percent in 2021. So, on a lot of levels, this pandemic is a reset. For is not really a reset for most industries. What I'm seeing, it's really accelerate accelerating the digital transformation trends that were already underway. That makes complete sense. When you look at the, the global recovery that you're talking about, you know, pretty substantial for 2021, you know, retail is one of those major drivers for global growth. How has this sector been impacted? Well, I live and breed retail, so I've spent a lot of time on this one. So retail has actually been an industry. It's been between the haves and the haves not. So what you're hearing a lot now is about the essentials and non-essentials retailer. So the essential retailers are people like the food and drug, and they're doing extremely well. In fact, they're booming. Uh, there was a new forecast that came out a, uh, April 15 from IHL. The uh, grocery sector is going to grow 13% this year, and the drug sector 12% versus their initial forecast before COVID-19 of being up 3.3% for grocery and 2.9 for drugs. So a tremendous growth for the essential retail. The unfortunate part is the non-essential retail, and those are the uh, department stores, apparel, 
and restaurants, those are going to have 20 plus negative growth this year. So they're going to go to tremendous pain. In fact, UBS last week just published that 100,000 stores are going to close, including 100 uh, malls, uh, clothing, electronics, and home furnishing being the most in impacted. Now, all that sounds like bad news and retail is dying, but it, it's, it's actually not. It's like all sector, strong retailers are going to do be stronger out of this. And you see that especially in some of the examples like Walmart uh, and Amazon, which were prepared, had a really well, pre well uh, strategized digital transformation plan on their way. And they're actually doing extremely well right now. So, and then the other key trend that I'm getting in retail is that e-commerce is going to take over the world because we're all born online. And, and that's not really true. So stores are not going to go away. Again, Forrester just published this week their forecast for e-commerce post-COVID-19, and they're raising it from 19% uh, to 21%. And then for 2024, from 24% to 25%. So it's not a lot. And part of the reason it's not a lot is that uh, online uh, digital experience are actually not that great. In fact, me trying to buy grocery has been a challenge. And it's been difficult. You got to wait days. Humans like to go to stores. We like physical experiences. And they're going to get better. And then finally, it's expensive to do e-commerce. And all you got to do is look at Amazon. Uh, when they're announced, their great results. They were up 26% on Thursday. But they also said we're not going to make a lot of money because we have to spend another $4 billion to keep its uh, e-commerce engine going because of COVID-19. So it's expensive. And groceries, with, for example, which has thin margins, that is not a sector where they're going to spend a lot of right. time. All right. And you mentioned, uh, and, you know, when you were with us a, a few months ago at the conference, you mentioned that concept that stores will not go away. But uh, you're hearing the rattling in the industry about some bankruptcies, and there's going to probably be a few big ones, you think? No, I think so. And, and what you're going to see is that if you had a strong brand and a strong market following and you were prepared in terms of you had a, a well-executed, harmonized channel strategies across different sectors, across your customer base, you're going to do well, even if you're on apparel. And there's very good example. Uh, the examples, for example, Nike actually had a decent quarter while they were shut down in China. They actually grew because they had a very well executed online digital strategy. Their online sales grew 30%. Yeah, that's interesting. I know the, you know, the retail, you mentioned the retail technology, you know, and for those folks that invested in, in that technology, you know, is it, because of the COVID-19 or you see some changes that are happening with that investment process when we're talking about retail technology? Well, you know, that's a very interesting question because uh, as you saw in my presentation, I, I, I paint a picture of uh, things like Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, robots, all this futuristic stuff. And I showed examples from around the world. But uh, last week, uh, RILA, the Retail Industry Leadership Association, uh, shared with solution providers their list of what retailers are looking for as technologies right now. And none of those that I just described were on that list in that presentation. What they want right now are social distancing, simple solutions with alert capabilities, max occupancy technologies and alerts, efficient safe temperature and capabilities, efficient recording of health care checks, contact tracing for employees, 
returns process management, contactless POS, technology to attack crime, what's behind the mask, and cash payment. So it's a totally different list than what I traditionally shared in that. And really that's reflected in what Forrester said, which is right now for anything that was optional, it's out. Really what retailers are focusing on and anything that improves e-commerce and things are like loyalty programs, managing returns and curbside applications. And now because of COVID-19, they have a new list that they got to worry about, which is how do you actually build up more services like buy online, pick up in stores, or online ways to make revenue? How do you actually get prepared to having stronger government relations? So when there are handouts, you actually get your cut. And how do you actually build cash protection programs before you actually get to a crisis? So a lot of what I describe at the conference is still going to happen, right. but it's getting delayed. And, and to me, it's going to come back while we deal with COVID-19. And you talked about, you know, when, with that global recovery and the, and the global economics, you know, supply chain is going to be a huge, uh, has become a huge issue in many factors for PPE and, and any, anything else. So what impacts have you seen in the supply chain worldwide to date? And, and what do we expect going forward? So actually, this one has been an interesting thing for me to watch. So I would say mixed reviews on supply chain. Um, the good news is we're not running out of food. I think there's a lot uh, from, uh, from that point of view, the, they've done a very good job of, uh, of making sure that the world is supplied. The bad news is because of panic buying, we've gone through all kinds of uh, different cycles. So for example, in week one, we ran out of disinfectant wipes and gloves. In week two, it was toilet paper and facial tissue. In week three, it was puzzles and games. In week four, it was spiral hams, and we were making a lot of bread. So it was flour and yeast. And then in week five, my favorite, as uh, the CEO of Walmart warned, we are running out of hair colors and hair clippers. I saw and that. We're running out of meat. So we must stock up on meat. So Costco and others are starting to limit how much we eat. So from that perspective, it's interesting to see how we get into these panic situation and the supply chain is not able to keep up. But I do think longer term, you're gonna see more nearshoring and reshoring of key products or key that are considered critical to a crisis such as this. And in fact, according to JLL, 50% of multinational suppliers expect major changes to their supply chain network. So like retail, supply chains will get, go through a change because of COVID-19. Well, and as we look at, you know, for business and, and retail and what potentially might be some new norms, I mean, still yet to be un, unknown for that. But as we look at that, uh, are there any lessons from the past that, that can tell us where the crisis goes next? Actually, there are, and, uh, and there, there's a bunch of them. And, and I actually have been looking at this too. In fact, I was tempted to write a blog about the new Roaring Twenties because I, I look back at the, uh, the Spanish flu in 1918 and uh, 1919, which killed 40 to 50 million people. And really it was followed by the Roaring Twenties. So was there a, a correlation between uh, really having a pandemic and then, then getting to a, a new era? Uh, but what I'm seeing, and actually Bain did a, some research on this, and they looked at SARS into a more recent, like SARS in 2003, the Fukushima Japanese disaster in 2011, and the MIRS outbreak in 2015. 
not as painful as what we're going through with uh, COVID-19, but in all three cases, we went through three phases, shock, recovery, and stabilization. In my view, we'll get to exactly that in this scenario. We're gonna go through those three, but because this COVID-19 has, has led to a longer lockdown, we're gonna create some new habits. Uh, what I heard, a really interesting stat this week, that it takes about two months to create a habit. So we're about that time where we're gonna create some new habits coming out of this, and a lot of industries in retail, tourism, medical, and manufacturing are gonna have some new habits. But I, I, I always look at uh, positive examples, and the positive example to me of a pandemic is um, Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton uh, really studied, well, was forced to study from home during the Great Plague of London in 1665. He called that year plus that he spent at home social distancing the year of wonders. He came back to Cambridge and within two years, he was a full-time professor. He invented calculus, he saw the apple. So to me, this is one of those uh, pandemics where if you're taking advantage of it, you actually are gonna see some positive results on the other side. So this, it's, it's an interesting time um, and uh, we're gonna get to a new normal and I do believe it's gonna be a positive new normal for the world. I think so as well. I mean, in my day job, I, I'm at a, what's considered an essential business and we, while we've seen some, some issues, um, you know, the consumer base has really been appreciative and as we start looking at some, when things really start opening up, I think the, the consumers out there for the retail world, which, you know, drives the supply chain, which drives the manufacturing, um, I think we're all going to be surprised about what's going to happen on the recovery. And to your point, 2021 is, should be a stellar year for that. Correct. So, Correct. Any, that. any final comments before we, before we jump off? Well, I just want to thank you again for the uh, conference that we had. I really appreciate it actually touring uh, the uh, cashierless store that uh, 7-Eleven has. I think that actually is a key part of the future, the whole contactless strategy and figuring out exactly this, the, the strategy that I described for Rila. I, I saw those on display in that store. And uh, again, I was impressed for what I saw and I enjoyed the discussion. Supply chains are going to be critical to where we're going next because ultimately, Retail relies on those major supply chain. So the work that you guys are doing is very, very important. And I, I look forward to continuing to work with you on a go forward basis as we get through this. Hopefully it won't be all virtual. We're actually gonna be able to do some physical stuff at some yeah, point. I think so. Maybe you get to go to Italy and see your father. That That's would be right. That's right. I want, to, I want to thank you, and I, I'm going to actually include some, some links to this podcast for our listeners to look at the Insights TD. If you're, uh, as a listener, you know, listening to Tony, he has a huge social media impact, um, folks, so have a look at his, his uh, social media and that as well. I want to thank you not only for participating in our 2020 ISCPO conference that was in March, but what you've done for us today and what you continue to do for the industry. And I, uh, I'm really appreciative and I, I hope that uh, the rest of this, I know you've, you're a busy man, you've got some other things coming up with conferences and webinars, but uh, I hope that you, uh, everything works out well for you and your family. Thank you very much. It's been a really great pleasure to be speaking with you today. All right, take care. Hey, it's Byron. I hope you enjoyed the podcast with Tony. 
you know, Tony did a great job for us uh, at the ISCPO conference in Mar early March. He presented um, the disruptive future of retail to the group, and I've actually posted a link uh, on the uh, in the details of the podcast to the ISCPO site where his his uh, presentation is posted. So so have a look at that. Also, I wanted to let you know that uh, the ISCPO was involved in a recent uh, webinar. Uh, working with the Loss Prevention Foundation, and we partnered with Through Vision and did a small webinar last week uh, on the evolution and future of employee screening. So have a look at that as well if you're interested in looking from a supply chain perspective or a distribution center, uh, how, to, how to really screen your employees from a touchless, touchless environment on that. Listen, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like some more details about the ISCPO, I've included the link also in the details. Check check, check out our site. Uh, we're on social media for uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and Instagram. So check us out there as well and follow us. If you have any questions or comments concerning the podcast, please let me know. Uh, it's Byron, B-Y-R-O-N dot Smith at ISCPO.org. All right. Have a great, great rest of the summer. Take care. Thank mm-hmm. you.